0: Are you still wholesaling houses in 2021? Then you need to stop because this is killing your returns. I'm going to show you how whole houses is actually going to increase your returns tremendously in 2021, but there is a catch. Not everyone can actually do this. In this episode, I am going to show you, not just why hoteling is so much better than wholesaling right now, but how to do it and who will be the people that can and cannot do hoteling. With that being said, let's go. I'm your host, John Barbera with an investor's journey bringing you the freshest tips and strategies without the fluff to help you invest in real estate the right way. In this channel, we share our personal lessons learned as full-time real estate investors like this video right here. So if you find any of this information valuable, make sure you hit that like button. Wanted to cover some quick announcements of big things that are coming down this year for an investor's journey. So just pay attention. Cause this will help you. We are bringing back season two, of tips from the pros. This is a segment with local professionals that are going to be sharing everything that's working for them in this market right now, step-by-step. The conversation is going to be live, so you can jump on and ask them questions if things are not clear, and they will dig down deeper until you understand it. So make sure you pay attention to that. We also do Coffee with the Johns every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Texas time from 8 to about 10 a.m., And what we do is we actually see all the trends, all the headlines are hitting the the economy right now, policies, anything like that, that's going to affect your real estate business. And this is how we see trends develop on how we end up shifting the way we invest and where this strategy actually came from has been from that, from all the trends that we see developing. It's why we believe in hoteling being so much more profitable this year specifically. And like always, if you go into our YouTube channel and investors journey and you hit on playlist, you're going to be able to see playlists that we've curated on specific topics that you may want to learn, whether it's wholesaling, flipping, rehabbing, um, you know, buy and hold private money lending, whatever it is. We've actually curated playlists so you don't have to like skim through the whole thing. You can actually hit targeted points on what it is that you want to learn. Uh, so if you don't want to miss any of these videos, anything like this, you got to hit that bell notification below the video. It's going to notify you every time we drop a new video, because as things change so fast right now in 2021, things are changing so fast. You want to make sure you are ahead of the ball and not behind you understand. You don't want to be catching up to everybody that's already monetizing on all these strategies because it's going to be that much harder. So hit that bell, get notified every time we drop a new video. Like always, all the links that I mentioned throughout the video of sources, videos, whatever it is, it's going to be below in the description. So make sure after the show or during the show, check out the descriptions for those links, uh, for the added resources and bonuses and everything that we're going to be including. So like I said in the beginning, we're going to be covering why wholesaling is going to be so much profitable than wholesaling. You got to understand the reasoning behind this so you can develop trends on your own, how to do it correctly, how to... uh, implement the strategies to actually make money. And who is it that actually cannot do this strategy? There are people that will not be able to do the strategy and how they can make themselves able to do this strategy. So make sure, you know, you stick all the way to the end because at the end, I'm actually going to share with you a very powerful tip on how to make sure that you are always choosing the best offer when you are hoteling or even wholesaling a property that you're always choosing the best offer. Uh, there's a very interesting uh, dynamic with this, and I want to make sure you're always monetizing, and always doing the best decision possible and investing in real estate the right way. So make sure you stick it to the end as I share with you that powerful tip. So uh, first, I actually wanted to cover who is it that can't hotel, why they can't hotel, and how they can make changes to the way they, their business runs and everything so they can take advantage of this amazing opportunity that's coming up. So there, there are actually two big reasons why you won't be able to actually use the strategy of hoteling houses. One is you need to have you need to be able to list this property on the MLS, on the market. This means that you need to have a real estate license to do so. Now you can do what I've done and you partner with somebody that has a real estate license, right? Um, but you need somebody that has a real estate license. So if you don't consider getting one. And if you don't want to consider finding somebody that does have theirs. So you can list these properties because that is exactly what you need to do. And reason number two is that you actually need money to buy these houses. You actually need to take ownership of the house because in order to relist and put on the market, you need to own the property. Now you need the money to do that. All right. This is not like traditional wholesaling, but you know, hint, hint, this is just between you and me. I actually did a video on how it is that you can raise millions of dollars in private funds right now in order to buy all these properties. So the link is going to be below. I'm going to link it in the cards up here in the video and check out that video that I did on how to find private money lender. So John, what, what changed in the market in 2021 for hoteling to be so much better than wholesaling? And you know what you, you ask the best questions. You really do you sometimes i'm astonished with the level of insight that you have to ask so many good questions so let's cover that the biggest factor that has happened to the real estate market in 2021 to make hoteling houses much better than wholesaling houses is low inventory we have an astonishing number of low inventory that is causing real estate to just go nuts all right, what does low inventory mean? Precisely that there are not enough houses for the amount of demand that's in the market at this moment, the amount of buyers that are out there looking to buy real estate. Now, th- what this low inventory creates is people are actually lowering their expectations on what they want these houses to look like in order to buy them, in order to move into them. So, before, when the market was a little more stable, people wanted a house that was fixed up that met all their qualities needed to be on this side, that side, whatever it is. Right. But when you have such low inventory, it gets to a point where people are like, I just want a freaking house, you know, it, it, oh, it's a little data. That's fine. I'll fix it up. I'll figure it out. Hire the contractors, whatever it is, they're picking up houses left and right. Even the quality of the house doesn't really matter as much especially when you're in those price points and we do a market update, real estate market update for Texas and San Antonio. So make sure to check that out again, links are below, but in it, we cover like the hot zip codes, months Monza inventory, and you will be shocked at the market update that's coming out at the end of January or came out, depending on when you're listening to this, the top 10 zip codes in San Antonio are over $200,000 uh, the average price, the median price, and the months of inventory are less than two months, less than two months. The top 10 zip codes. That is insane. That means if no new houses hit the market in less than two months, there's no more inventory. There are no more houses for sale. You understand? That is what's causing this. We have gone from a seller's market to a seller's market on steroids. All right. This is something that this seller's market right now is insane. So investors, buyers, everybody is on the MLS because it they're, you know, it's so difficult right now to find deals and leads and everything like that. Cause of how many investors are in the market, they're buying off the MLS and they're overpaying quite a bit. We have been outbid from properties by over $30,000. And I mean, you know, I agree that real estate over time makes money, but Jesus, you are i don't know what the hell you're doing if you're even if you did the work yourself like thirty grand I mean that was pretty much the profit we were budgeting so you know it, it's insane the buyers are out there, but they're on the m l s you understand these people that are overpaying and they're doing all this crazy shit they're on the m l s so you might still not maybe understand this fully and you're probably saying, all right, John but okay, I get it. Why is this better than wholesaling? All right. You know what? You, you keep asking good questions and I'm going to keep answering them. Let, let, let's see why. You know, the reason wholesaling is so much better than wholesaling is because with such a large buyer demand, all going on the MLS, you can get 10 times more offers. You can get a bidding war. You can get Access to retail buyers, people that are not investors, they're looking to pick up a house and they're willing to put in work because they're willing to live into in the house and put in the work and they're not scared about that. And these people are probably paying substantially more than your wholesalers are. So you put in your house on the market. I mean, it, it's nuts. The offers that you are going to get for that house because of the low inventory. And now, you know, and we're going to cover how to do this because there's going to be market analysis that you need to do to make sure you price it correctly. Also, another perk of hoteling is the majority of the people that are going to be coming to you with submitting offers and all this are going to be actual buyers or investors, not wholesalers. Not many wholesalers are going to be trying to lock up your house under contract and then re-wholesale it. You understand? Because you one, you're already pretty much selling it at like, peak price of what anybody else could pay for it and still make some money on. Right. And chances are there are people that are going to offer you money that there is even no more meat left in the bone for them to make any money, but they don't care. So that is another benefit is that now you don't have to deal with so many, you know, bullshit wholesalers that are going to be wasting your time. Hey, podcast, if you feel like you are learning things that you're going to be able to implement ASAP to grow your business then all I ask is that you click the link in the description for the YouTube video, hop on YouTube real quick, and hit that like button. It means the world to me that you do that. It, it matters so much for us to increase our reach and, and the people that we can uh, serve better. So just jump on, hit that link, jump on. It takes a second to do. Hit that like button. It means the world to me. Thank you for listening, and keep enjoying the show. So the big question, how is it that you do this? All right, let's get into this. We're going to get into the details on how specifically you hotel houses. So you are generating leads like you typically would on any regular wholesale on any anything that you typically would to generate a lead. You're still doing the same type of marketing. You're still looking for a distress situation, all right? You're looking for a property that's somehow distressed, either the seller's distress or the home is distressed. You need something that's distressed and you still need to get it below market value and all of this. And yes, even if the house looks like complete dog doo-doo, you can still list it on the MLS, all right? Even if it's a teardown, you can list it on the MLS because that's how hot the market is right now. We'll also be doing uh, shortly a video on how it is that you can market when you're in a market with very unmotivated sellers. So we're gonna show you some strategies on what it is that you can do to market to sellers that are not so motivated and still get deals done. Because that's where we are right now. Sellers can just put properties on the market and they'll sell. They don't need you anymore. But there's ways of negotiating, ways of marketing that we've implemented that work. And we're going to be sharing those with you. So make sure you hit that bell so you don't miss that video. The only difference now with wholesaling is that now you are the buyer. All right. You are the buyer. You're not just a wholesaler. You're not just getting it under contract and assigning the contract. You're the buyer. So you need to be able to buy the house, you need to still close on this deal. This is why, like I said, you need cash or access to cash to be able to buy these properties. Now, look, I'm going to hit on a very serious subject right now, and I need you to pay attention. No joking. No kidding. You really need to pay attention to this part. Hotelling is very risky. All right, Um, you need to be very, very careful. It's much riskier than wholesaling. It's as risky as flipping houses. Because like I said before, you are actually buying the house. You're buying the house. So you can't just do what a lot of wholesalers are doing. Um, a lot of the shitty wholesalers that they're just getting any property on contract, whether it makes sense or not, because they'll wholesale it to, you know, some stupid investor somewhere else. And that's it. Well, you got to be careful here is that you actually have to put up the capital and whether it's yours or it's private funds, you got to buy the house. So you own it now. And if you didn't negotiate correctly, didn't run your numbers correctly or whatever it is, and you put it on the market and it doesn't sell, and it doesn't sell for what even you paid for it, that you can at least break even you're in deep trouble now because you own a property that nobody wants. And if that's the case, you got to figure out what can I do with this house? Do I need to keep it as a rental? Can I refinance? Can I flip it? You got to figure out you still have an exit strategy. If you were to buy this house and it doesn't sell, can you do something with it? You understand? So you still need to get it at the right price and as a good deal. The point of this is not that you can wholesale garbage, is that you can wholesale for higher fee. But the negotiating side still needs to be on point and you still need to make sure you're doing a good deal. If you've been one of the good, uh, very few (laughs) decent wholesalers out there, uh or even flippers then the due diligence isn't much different than what you already been doing In case you haven't you know let's let's kind of go over that real quick you want to make sure that you get a survey for the property there's a lot of houses especially when you have older homes that you can't just assume that because the house is there and it's been there that the survey is correct and that means the layout of the lot right What what is your property what is not your property you got to make sure you have that information with you because it can cause problems because once you put it on the MLS, now the buyers are coming to you, are coming with agents and maybe they're getting inspections, whatever it is, the they're, they're level of, uh, you know, not all the time are you going to get like a cash buyer, the buys as is, you know, uh, no conditions, no, nothing and just closes. So you want to make sure that you're doing this preliminary stuff and you're running it through title. You want to make sure you run it through title. Does it have clear title? No liens, nothing crazy. Uh, They're going to catch up to you and cause you problems get title insurance Because again when you put it on the on the market and people are doing their due diligence You don't want to get stuck with a house that has a bunch of problems because you didn't run the right due diligence Now you're running comps. All right. Here's the important part here when you're running comps You want to make sure you're pulling actives active options back on market price change solds and pending all right those are the ones that you want to make sure you're selecting when you are running this and when you're running your comps. Now, besides running your standard comps as, as far as you know, ARV and rents, because like I said, in case you happen to get stuck with it, you need an out, right? You, there still needs to be a strategy to this deal. So you besides doing that, what you want to do is run similar comps on the, on the, how the condition of this house is right now. So you want to actually look at what are houses that have sold that look just like yours, right? Yours is dated, distressed, really, you know, it needs to be torn down, whatever it is. You want to see what those houses are selling for. What are people asking for them right now? Now, why is this important is because what people are asking is what your competition is going to be when you buy this house and put it back on the MLS. So when you're looking at active, active options, back on market price changes, you want to see what they're being priced at. And you want to see, are they selling? And you know, are they selling fast? And what's going to give you this is days on market. Days on market is going to tell you how fast those houses are selling. And if they're not selling that fast, it could mean one, they're overpriced or 2 It could be that maybe that's just not such a hot area that people are interested in buying houses. You want to understand this because the longer a house takes to sell, that's the most, the more it's going to cost you in holding costs, money costs, all of these things. So you want to gauge that. You want to understand how long are these houses taken to sell? And then when you're pulling up comps, what you want to make sure is that especially for the solds one is it's not enough that they're sold, but what did they sell for? Were there any concessions? What was the financing? Was it FHA? Was it conventional? Was it cash? Because it gives you an idea of who your buyer pool in that area is going to be. And then based on the ones that are active and all this, you want to look at how can you beat that price? Is your house maybe have more square footage? Does it have some features that these don't that makes it better? Or are you going to have to price it a little bit more competitively so yours stands out above everybody else? Because again, just because everybody's listing at this price doesn't mean you want to list because you don't want to be at the same level as everybody else, and it takes that much longer for you to sell because it's apples to apples. So then you know there's really no reason yours stands out. That leads me to you want to price or speed, not profit. All right, you want to price the house so it sells fast. You don't want these houses to be sitting on the market for too long because again. Depending on your strategy, you may not want to take these houses and flip them and actually renovate them and or keep them as rentals. You may not want to do that. And if you don't want to do that, then you have to price it right. So it's competitive. And keep in mind, in a really hot market, there could be a bidding war where you price it low enough and people just keep bidding up the prices more and more and more because they really want the houses. Right. So you rather have that situation than list too high just because you want more money. And then it just sits. And then you do a price drop and then a price drop. Those things, price drops don't work well. People don't like them. And investors, they're like sharks. They see that and they think there's blood in the water that you screwed up and you're hurting for money. And that may be true, but you never want to show that. Now, you know, like you keep asking so many great questions. You're probably asking, hey, What if I have to do? Do I need to do any work to these houses? Do I need to renovate them in any way? Do anything to them? And like everything, your questions are amazing. So let's cover that. So depending on the house, you may want to spend a little money on it. Uh, If you buy a house that maybe was a hoarder house, right? And there's a ton of crap in there. Maybe you might want to spend a little money or time with some buddies or whatever, and clear it out, clean it out. Just leave it as a vacant house. You understand as a nice, clean, empty house. The reason for those things is that you want to show people that like, you know, the potential of the house and you don't know who your buyer is going to be. You don't know if it is going to be an investor, or if it's going to be a retail buyer. But if it's a retail buyer and they come in and they see all the stuff in there, they imagine that the work is going to be substantially higher. So maybe you just simply cleaning the house out is enough, right? You just getting all the garbage cleaning and all that, maybe mowing the lawn, just little simple things like that. Could mean the world of difference when you're listing this property. And make sure, and I'm putting the link in the description, that you check out the video that that we did of making forty thousand dollars in less than a week using this exact strategy. We bought a house. We actually did a little bit of work, and in the video we explain why we did that work, and we put it in the market Friday morning, Friday afternoon, sold. We made forty grand in less than a week. You understand it? This strategy is a killer strategy, and you got to know what you're doing, but it really generates some good revenue and if you're if you're saying to yourself right now holy crap this is some good information you know this is stuff that i just i didn't i didn't even know was available i'm learning some amazing strategies then all i ask from you is just shoot on over to an investor's journey on youtube find this video and just give it a little thumbs up you know i'll put the link in the description just so it's one click like and you're done how much easier can that be right just give me some support show me some love that's all i ask from you and i will keep putting out this amazing content so show me some love and enjoy the rest of the show so the bonus tip that i told you at the beginning and this is on how to accept the right offer for the house that you just listed And this again like it even works for wholesaling properties you always want to take the best offer not necessarily the highest there's been plenty of times that we've actually turned away the highest because they didn't hit some of the these uh, points I'm gonna cover here and it could actually cost more problems and cost you more money later so you want to make sure you're taking the best offer not necessarily the highest and the things that you want to watch out for is you want to make sure that the person submitting the offer can actually close now I know this seems very simple and everything like that but you'd be surprised Just because somebody can submit an offer doesn't mean that they can actually follow through. So what we recommend, especially on the MLS, and this is very standard is you request a proof of funds. You want whoever submits an offer to submit a proof of funds that they have the funds to actually buy this property. You want that. Okay. You want to know that they can actually buy it. And when they submit a contract, You want to make sure that they don't submit any of that BS of and or signs. okay? even if they tell you, well, no, the thing is, I'm going to buy it here and then I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I might switch it to one of my corporations then contract it under one of your corporations. You understand, because that and or signs may mean that they're a wholesaler and now they're trying to waste your time until they can find somebody else that pays even more. All right, so make sure those things are not in the contracts and make sure that they come with a proof of funds. And usually what this is gonna do is it's gonna weed out all of the wholesalers and all the bullshitters that are out there right now, especially on the MLS, submitting offers and doing all this. This is kinda gonna weed that out because it's gonna add another barrier um, of entry for these people to actually submit an offer. Um, And it's gonna make it much easier for you to be able to do. The option periods, when they submit an offer and they ask for an option period, you want them to be as low as possible you know really no more than like seven to ten days and if you're in a really hot market and you see demand is through the roof you're pulling comps and these houses and those conditions are selling in like five days or whatever then you either don't give any option or you give them less than a five day option period you understand because they went to the house they have seen it and a good investor should know what the hell they have in their hands you know so You may want to give an option, you may not, but you want to make sure you keep it short because in case they decide to back out, they're not killing your time of this house sitting on the market. And for that option period, you want to ask for some money, you know, depending on the market, the city, whatever you're in, it could be anywhere from $10 a day to $100 a day, whatever it may be for the amount of option period, but you want to ask them for some money. And then you want to make sure you ask for earnest money of a substantial amount, some earnest money that, you know, actually... Is a, is a decent amount to make sure that it keeps them accountable to wanting to buy and not just bullshit you and waste your time. Because this is, again, when you're in a hot market, wholesalers start struggling, you know, investors are struggling. So they'll start doing a lot of crazy stuff and you don't want them wasting your time and chewing up your days and everything because it's going to end up hurting your profit. You understand? So you want to make sure these houses move quick. Remember, it's speed over profit. So you want to have all these things in place. So this way you make sure you are limiting the chances of a bad buyer coming and wasting your time. Make sure you check out the description for more related videos and links. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.